Welcome to the Sports and Shit Podcast presented by Anchor. Your hosts each week are Maddie. But it burned. For me and her, it burned. There was a burning. And the multi-talented Smitty. There's worse ways to go than eating grilled cheese every day and having sex every day. If you like sports sprinkled in with a little bit of shit, then this podcast is for you. Now, here are your hosts, Maddie and Smitty. Welcome to the Sportsmanship Podcast. It is Season 2, Episode 18, sponsored by Lops Brewing in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You can follow us on Twitter, Sports and Shit Pod, and on Instagram at Sports Smitty. We're also on Facebook. We'll have a YouTube channel coming up here pretty soon. We'll put all the interviews on there for you. We appreciate you listening again this week. I am Maddie, and my co-host does not have a job this week. It's Smitty. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no jobs. No jobs. Yeah, I've done. No I've done pretty much all the jobs. I've, I think I've done yeah. them all. Must be exhausted. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired from it all. My goodness. Yeah. And for a guy who has so many jobs, you why are you flat broke? Yeah, I know. That's right. I, mean. I don't get. I don't get that at all. I'm. Somebody must be embezzling money from me. Yeah. You know, it's the Mother's Day edition. It is the Mother's Day podcast. And yeah. I feel like we we made a big deal out of the Father's Day edition back in the day. We did like a second or third episode. And uh, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes, all the mothers. Uh, Especially my mom. She listens to this podcast, which, you know, it makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but my mother here <laughs> hears all the it's stuff that we, <laughs> that, that we talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she listens to it alone in a dark room so that no one I'm else sure knows. Yeah, yeah. Rock, rocking back and forth. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Quietly, uh, <laughs> just humming to herself. Right. It, everything will be okay. <laughs> That's right. My mother does not listen, and thankfully. But uh, I don't think she even know how to listen. So I think we'll just keep it that way. Probably uh, best for everyone. Yeah, here we are. It's uh, Mother's Day edition. We're going to have Ryan Spagnoli up later on. We're going to talk some uh, NFL draft, Patriots draft. Does a great job with Pat's pulpit. So he'll come back on the program. And right now it's time for some news. And the news every single week is sponsored by our good buddy Sean Lopolito over at Lops Brewing. Lops Brewing is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. Open seven days a week, live music every Sunday at 2 p.m. Use coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Visit www.lopsbrewing.com and follow at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. And coming up on May 16th, the Downtown Woonsocket Collaborative and Lops Brewing are happy to announce the launch of Woonsocket's next big hit, Arts in the Alley, from 12 to 4 on May 16th. Join them for beer, music, vendors, food, and fun. Again, it's on May 16th from 12 to 4 at Lops Brewery in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And our first news item is really pretty interesting. Uh, there was a woman, she was an inmate, prison inmate, who smuggled a gun in her vagina. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. She was already in prison? Yes, an inmate who smuggled a gun in her vagina. <laughs> the JJ? Yeah. I, have a, I, I, I kind of know what a vagina is. You, know, you, you know. kind of know where it is? Yeah, yeah kind of. You could throw a dart at it, could you? <laughs> I think I could Sorry. pick one out. <laughs> <laughs> out of a lineup? Yeah. Couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Uh, she uh, smuggled a gun. Can you imagine? I mean, it, the gun isn't very big. There's a, there's a, it's a tiny pistol. One of the smaller pistols I've ever seen, really. 
Crystal. Crystal is the operative word. It was in her vagina. Uh, she was, uh, you know, found to have it there and sentenced to 10 years in prison. Isn't that painful? I mean, it's, it's a gun. I mean, guns don't have like a, the same shape as other things that no. would, that would go in there. So <laughs> no. like no. anything with like, you know, hard edges, probably uncomfortable. I would think. I mean, I don't know. I, would, I mean, I would assume. I would. I mean, I would assume. I mean, I, I don't have a vagina, <laughs> but I would assume that if I did, I would not want to put a gun there. I I, I'm with you on she that. She was found to have it. They they do like a strip strip shirts and she. No, it was it. probably like a. She probably was like uh, got one of those like wanded, and like oh. at the airport, you know, somebody goes over the midsection and and then you're like, <laughs> take off your belt. You have a belt. You have a you have a belt buckle on. Well, they did that to her, and, and it was at the same area. And then all, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> there's, no, there's no belt. There's no belt. There's no metal. There shouldn't be any metal. Why is there any metal? <laughs> what is happening? And then, they, and then you know, then they, they, I mean, they had to inspect, I would imagine, right? I mean, maybe they thought there was a, a, some sort of metal plate. And maybe they thought she had like a pelvis pelvis replacement with steel plates (laughs) well that's the steel plate my pelvis my bad and then the handle of the gun is hanging out yeah that was that was too bad there's an oakland ace pitcher he's headed to the dl after breaking his pinky finger while playing video games i don't think he's doing it right i play video games as an older man i'm probably too old to play video games but i still play them because i like it i enjoy it i play the sports video games yeah I, i like the video games i don't i don't I don't put myself in a position to, to break a bone. No, no. See, that's the thing. But they, can, they could definitely make you, make you rage, I would think. You know, certain things happen right, during would, the game and make, yeah. you, make you pissed off. But, oh, yeah. I mean, you can, I mean yeah, as, a, sure. as a professional athlete, come on, dude. For fuck's sake. Like, you should be playing video games to, like, relax, not get wound up and break shit, yeah, break a hand. I know. I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't every, unless you're doing the Wii. Was he doing the Wii? <laughs> Wii, like, uh, Wii sports exercising? Was he doing, <laughs> Dude, you get it. Individualized synchronized swimming <laughs> on the Wii? Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm telling you, individualized synchronized swimming is not easy. No. It's, that was one of my jobs. It's not it. easy. It was. You were a gold medalist. You can drown. Yeah, you, you, can, you can drown. You can drown. And he broke his pinky, and I, I hope for a speedy recovery. It's not the first person to be injured, first professional athlete to be injured by a, you know, playing video games. I mean, there's been, you know, torn ligaments and thumbs. and Yeah, didn't David and, Price get carpal tunnel when he was with the Red Sox? Carpal tunnel, yeah, because he was playing that Fortnite, you know, with, with Astro. He was petting Astro and playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> is, that his, um, is that his nickname for his horn, Astro? Yeah. <laughs> Astro, Astro, I was petting, I was petting Astro. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Astro in quotation marks. Like, like, oh, okay, pal. I was petting Astro. Uh, <laughs> petting Astro. Yeah, catastrophic. So several 49ers players called Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, to tell him they were alive on Sunday. Yeah, recently he said, someone asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and whether or not he'd be on the team next year. And Kyle Shanahan said, I'm not sure if anyone's going to be, who's going to be alive by Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so they, so so, several players called him. That's so good. To update him. That's really so good. Is. I mean, I would have done that if I was them. Hey, coach, oh just checking God. in. I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, no need to worry. Amazing. Uh, yeah. That's You'll have a strong safety this weekend. I'm alive. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Jimmy G. And we talked to Spagnoli about this, Ryan. But, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen now because the Patriots really don't seem to need him or it doesn't seem to be in the plans. 
and they may be in a little bit of a bind, the 49ers, unless they deal for Aaron Rodgers and, and send him over in the deal, restructure the contract. I mean, I, I guess that's a possibility, but like yeah, Spag said, uh, he's got a pretty good cap number. So, you know, the 49ers are kind of stuck a little bit. And if, you know, they say restructure, Jimmy can just be like, no, and they'll have to cut him. Then he can go wherever he wants. Yeah, they're kind of in a tough spot. So I don't know how much yeah. dead money is, is, in, is in his contract if they cut him. Yeah. Here's a, uh, here's a question. Would you run naked in a mall for three minutes for 70 million bucks? 100%. Absolutely. I ran naked for three minutes on Main Street in Waltham for zero dollars. So, for zero. I mean, I wouldn't be in a mall. I mean, I did it in the yeah. middle of the night, so no one really saw me. But in a mall, sure, I would. I would make it my morning running routine if they would give me seventy million dollars. I'd wake up every. I'd wake up every single day and run run in a mall for three minutes for like a month. Yeah, you wouldn't. Seconds. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely, I could get over the embarrassment. Of everybody oh, looking at me yeah. and being like, yeah, you said you were average, buddy. I, yeah, I don't think say, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you yeah. fall within the four to six like you said you did. Yeah. Okay. I'd be running by <laughs> saying, I'm $70 million richer. I don't care what yeah. this looks like. I would say, no. come and taste some of my $70 million, you know, ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to wrap it in. Yeah, bills. <laughs> if we're gonna put guns up there, we're gonna put guns up there. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Carry them around right. while I'm running. <laughs> I would tape guns to my genitalia. Seventy million bucks. I'm running all. I'm running all over the mall, inside the mall. Yeah, no question about it. I'll Where's do it in the winter guy? time when it's cold. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I would absolutely do that. What did you do during quarantine? A 12-year-old is about to graduate from high school and college in the same month. So he had all sorts of time on his hands. He blew through eight years of, of education going to graduate uh, high school and college. My son didn't even my son didn't even want to get up for online learning. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind do eight years of uh, eight years of school. We could barely get him out of bed to, to learn the yeah. class that he was supposed to be in. Yeah, he, he had no desire to take, you know, Mandarin. <laughs> no, like no, 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 he's not looking to do, uh, he's not looking to do all the extra, all the extra stuff. Not looking for extra no. credit in the middle of a pandemic. He's looking to no. to do as little as possible, which is I, what I would say most high school kids would be looking to do. How do I have I to, can I do as little work as possible and still pass my classes and get good grades? Absolutely. And I, and I you know, and largely I think, I think many of them are, and I think many of them are passing with a lot less work than on a typical year. And this kid's an anomaly for sure. No, but good for him. Typical go-getter. Yeah, good for him. He's probably going to be, you know, president of some, he's going to be the next, you know, Bill Gates or whatever. He is, yeah. I mean, he's 12 years old and he's done college. You know, he's got nine years left before he can drink. Yeah, that's got to be embarrassing at the frat parties, though. He's like, pass the Capri Sun, <laughs> pass the juice <laughs> box. <laughs> yeah, I can't have that no. light right now. Sorry. Uh, so a Florida team, was charged as an adult in a rigged homecoming queen election. So a Florida teen was charged for rigging the election. She was charged, though, as an adult? As an adult with a crime. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, come the yeah. fuck on. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I don't know if She didn't have a gun in her vagina. Like, leave her alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> but crying out loud. No, maybe she should have. You know? Yeah. I mean, if, I, I, mean I guess if you're going to get busted for something, yeah, she should have. Yeah. She should have threatened violence on people with a vagina gun, vagina weapon. She, she rigged the homecoming queen election with her mother. 
is being charged as an adult. Emily Rose Grover was still 17 when she was arrested in March. She turned 18 in April. The state attorney's office confirmed Tuesday, this is in Pensacola, Florida, that Grover will be tried as an adult. Grover and her mother, Laura Rose Carroll, face multiple felony charges stemming from the October homecoming vote at Tate High School in Pensacola. While employed as an assistant principal at Bellevue Elementary School in the same county, Carol assessed the school district's internal system, accessed it, to cast fraudulent votes for her daughter so that she would win. An investigation began in November, reported unauthorized access into hundreds of student accounts. So her mother hacked into the system and placed <laughs> votes, I guess, for all these other students. How was that her fault? All these other students. Yeah, so then she gets... The shaft. She gets charged with felonious. Well, I mean, and then homecoming. and then it's the whole thing, like Florida. Like, take a step yeah, back. Florida's gonna take a step Florida's back. Yeah, I mean, they are Florida's yeah. gonna Florida. Like, take a step back and think about this. Yeah. You're gonna ruin this girl's life because her mom logged onto the computers to make her homecoming yeah. queen. I mean, for I fuck's know. sake, what are we yeah, doing? Seriously, what are yeah. we doing? Well, they they have hanging chads like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Florida wanted so bad for somebody to rig an election that they're going to bust yeah, this yeah. poor girl. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, let's, we rig every election. Like, it's not, it's not Joe Biden. Relax, all right? Relax. You know, here's the thing. Does it really matter if you're the homecoming queen? Let me say this. Now that I think of it, is homecoming king and queen the most overrated award you can get in the history of life? It doesn't mean a damn, one. Two, it's always a popularity contest with the two you know, super popular, super good looking people who really don't probably deserve it because they haven't done anything else with their lives. It's always that. I just feel like no one cares other than the people who win. Right. Like I just don't, you know, what, what, what does it give you? I honestly don't know who won at our school. I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know either. I couldn't and tell I, you who won. I remember a lot of things. I don't remember that at all. I have no idea. No. Who won it? None. So that tells you right there. Why are you, why are you, <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you breaking into school computers? The mom, I mean, charge her with a misdemeanor. Don't charge her with a felony. I mean, I guess because it's school computers and... Took it a step further. Yeah, but I mean, come on. It wasn't like an idea where you fold it up. You know, right, right. The paper. Yeah. Throw them in a box. Yeah. You know. If the mom had done that, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. She just wrote down right. her daughter's names a bunch of time and stuffed the ballot box right. with a bunch of pieces right. of paper. But. but she was hacking into accounts, so that's, I, yeah. guess the, I guess that's what you have. Do you know that larger noses equal larger penises? If you have a, if you have a honker, and odds are you have a honker. You so have a horn. Brad Marchion's <laughs> got a big horn you can honk. <laughs> <laughs> Get a honker and a horn. So that that's a thing. What happens what happens if you break your nose and it gets bigger? That probably doesn't help you though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If you break your own nose, I think that's not the essence of the situation. I think that's I think you're trying to rig it. Doesn't just, like it doesn't just it doesn't just magically give you extra inches if you like snapped no. your own nose and it I'm blew like, up like a balloon. If I'm like Jim Carrey and liar liar in the bathroom, I punch myself in the face and break my nose. That doesn't mean my penis is going to get bigger. What about no. Pinocchio? What happened to his? Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about Pinocchio, and he was made of wood, wasn't he? He was. So I'm almost thinking it was a subliminal little thing going on there with Pinocchio's nose getting bigger, and he was made of wood. Catch what I'm putting down? <laughs> Can I pick up what you're putting down? An <laughs> 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 erection is called wood. Yeah, it's called wood. <laughs> Morning you know? wood. I think there's, that's like one of those, you know, those Disney oh, yeah. movies where they put in these subliminals. Have you seen the, the, uh, the little mermaid with the drawing of the castle? Have you seen that? No. So one that. of the towers 
in the drawing of the Little Mermaid castle is a penis. Like it literally is a penis. Like if you Google it and look it up and look at Little Mermaid images, Little Mermaid castle, it is a penis. One of the towers is a penis. Wow. It is a penis. It is a penis. There is that whole Disney subliminal sexual thing. There is. That, that is definitely, that's definitely out there. So I'm almost thinking the Pinocchio thing is a, another subliminal little. Sure it is. You know, wood and. Wood. Long, long noses and large penises. <laughs> so a new study has found that people like living better than working. <laughs> than working. <laughs> uh, I don't know how long this study took, but uh, a drawback to a shorter workday, everyone's outside life got so much better at the expense of their passion for work. Yeah, yeah there's, so there's really it's found that people like living. There's really not much to say on that. People like not working better than working. Right. Shocker. Right. Right. Like I am I am working. shocked and chagrined. I am mystified yeah, yeah. and stupefied. Yeah, I don't know who they surveyed. They didn't survey me because that's not me. Oh yeah, you're I you're a big to work. You love to work guy. I love to work. I hate living. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hate living my life. Yeah, absolutely sucks. Yeah, so that was a survey that took uh, all of three seconds, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been confirmed, so that's good. Are you tired of seeing obscene vanity plates on Maine cars? So the state of Maine might recall your obscene vanity plates. Let Maine me ask you a question. Why do you not have an obscene vanity plate? You know, I I don't have one. That's what I'm asking I you. Why not? I thought about it. Why not? I, I should. You should. I should have, like, what I should put is, like, I could put, like, sports and shit on there. You should absolutely do sports and shit. Or you should have one that says, like, Titman or something. <laughs> <laughs> Balls deep yeah. or, like, you know. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, penis. Just, just go flat out penis. Just go penis. Right thing. Pe penis. Yeah. Honky lips. Whatever. Big, big, big nose. Big, big, big yeah. <laughs> Do like a greater than sign and then a picture of your penis. Yes. <laughs> and then, Can you, put you know, greater than <laughs> and then like place? six inches. Uh, I could put my JJ gun yeah. on my uh, vanity plate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That Florida so woman could. The, state, the, the, the picture they show is one that says, I tooted. <laughs> I'm not sure how that's obscene. That's not that's obscene. Funny. That's not obscene at all. Oh, it's ridiculous uh, what it is. They crack down on those on those vanity plates. I'm not even sure how much they cost. You should have one that says sports and shit. 100%. I should. 100%. I, I, might, I might look into that. I might do a sports and shit one. When we take this shit, you know, national and we're, you know, we're big time stars, you can get, right. you can get a, are there any, you know, nice islands off the coast of Maine that we could buy and live at? Yeah, we could just buy like Peaks Island or, um, Fry Island. Or yeah, so we'll buy one of those places. We'll live up there, and we'll both have vanity license plates that say, you know, sports and shit. Drive you know. our Bentleys around. Yeah. It's sports and shit on there. Yeah, let's do that. Guess who's back in the news? Our friends of the cicadas. Oh, yeah, I remember those fucking bugs. Trillions of cicadas. Trillions now? To emerge. Trillions are about to oh, emerge Jesus. across the eastern half of the U.S. Oh, no. Yeah. Trillions. I don't like the sound of that at all. Not at all. Not, not at all. They're kind of big yeah. too. They're like the size of like a quarter or like a half dollar. They it's look like horse flies. And they're going to be all over the place coming up here uh, very, very soon to the tune of like a trillion or trillions. Trillions. Yeah. Jesus Trillions Christ. of cicadas. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that at all. Not one bit. I don't bit. like the sounds of that at all. 
There was a man arrested after attacking police officers with his colostomy bag at a at Kid Rock's Nashville bar over the weekend. Uh, this man, this man had his colostomy bag. I'm not sure why. He, well, he he had it with him so he could, you know, defecate it or whatever, right? Yeah, he has to have it. I think uh, that goes where you go. Yeah, that's the, right, right, because you have to go, so to speak. But he he brought it with him, obviously, and he was at Kid Rock's Nashville bar, and he attacked police officers with it. I think that that's that shouldn't be a weapon of mass destruction. I don't think that's really surprising. No. At a Kid Rock bar? Right. That's kind of the clientele you would expect there. I think so. I went to a Kid Rock concert, so Bon Jovi and Kid Rock at Gillette. That is a weird uh, combination. Rock. It is. It was. And it was about 10 years ago. I think it was 10 years ago, 2011. It is weird. And Kid Rock, you know, I, I could take a leave Kid Rock. He's kind of rockabilly-ish. He's kind of whatever that is. Whatever that genre is of just kind of being... I picture people. He's yeah, like, he's kind of like white trash, like country rock. He is. Yeah. Like a country Billy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just kind of a hillbilly you know, white trash, white trash country rock people in the backyard in Mississippi, like drinking hor- horrific beer and smoking like cigarette butts that have already been smoked before <laughs> relighting them. <laughs> relighting already yeah, smoked yeah. cigarette butts in, yeah, uh, in tank tops. Top Stained and, tank tops. Stained with barbecue sauce and sweat. Whatever. And you know, you know, when they have a barbecue in the backyard, they order McDonald's and they bring it in and they eat like McDonald's. They eat McRibs. And they, <laughs> and they eat the McRibs. Yeah. Everybody come over for a barbecue. We're having McRibs. Yeah, yes. We're having McRibs. Oh, yes. Speaking yes. of fast food, quick interjection. Today, very first time I had Chick-fil-A. How about yeah. that? Bang. What, 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 what was the, uh, what was the, what, what did you have? First of all, I had chicken sandwich, waffle fries, and, uh, a little bit of an Oreo, uh, shake. Oreo shake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kyle and Linda so both waffle fries. Okay. They both got Oreo, Oreo shakes and I had the, like the regular chicken sandwich. So it wasn't like the grilled sandwich. It was like the breaded okay. one. Uh, no pickles. Yeah. Cause fuck that. Pickles. And whatever their sauce is, it was good. Really good. I, lo- I loved it. I mean, it's, it's like real chicken. Yeah. It is. I loved it. Like I, I'll, I would 100% get it again. I loved it. Oh, my God. It was so good. I'm telling you. I mean, that's a life changer. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. There was a four-year-old boy who accidentally bought $2,600 worth of SpongeBob popsicles on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> With Mama's Amazon. Probably had her phone. Hit on the, uh, the Amazon app and bought. How do you buy accidentally? $2,600 worth of SpongeBob popsicles. I, I don't isn't know. Yeah, like a, isn't that like a, there should know, be some, some kind of a limit. There should be. Don't they ask you, like, are you sure you want purchase? What did he say? Did he say, I want $2,600 worth of popsicles? Or did he just say, give me, I want 4,000 boxes of popsicles. And then all of a sudden that costs that much. Or I want 2,000 boxes of popsicles. Boxes. Amazon should be like, dude, you sure you want 2,000 boxes of popsicles? That's a shitload of popsicles. Like, where are you going to put those? That's what Amazon should be I, saying I back to you. That's a shitload of popsicles. Where are you going to put all those popsicles? It's a shitload. It's, that's what they should say back to you. Hey, yeah. hold on. That's a shitload of popsicles. Where are you going to put all those? <laughs> those, little, those? One of those little window those boxes come yeah. up. Says, wait a minute. Or like chat with me and the, and the person yeah. comes up. Right. Like, the, like the thing. And it says, whoa, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. a shitload of popsicles. Settle down. 
<laughs> Are you sure you need that? $2,618.85 worth of popsicles. I had them sent to his auntie's house. <laughs> in case you're wondering, that's 51 cases and containing 918 popsicles. Wow. They will not refund the popsicles. And it says here that his mom, feeling the burn, freezer burn, thought she'd have to foot the bill herself. They set up a GoFundMe to try to pay off the mistaken order. She so. should resell them on eBay for a little bit more. Yeah, just yeah, just resell them. But that was unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Eighteen popsicles. Yeah, it is. It is really yeah. unfortunate. The first passenger space flight has opened for bidding upon evil villain Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin spaceship. So Jeff Bezos divorced before now. Now of course Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. Yeah. Bezos had a huge divorce settlement. Yeah. So this Blue Origin spaceship uh, had its first passenger. I think they're bidding on taking their first oh, passenger. Yeah. So like people oh, can say, "I want to yeah. be, I want to be on the spaceship when you go to, you know, fucking Mars or whatever." Like him and Elon Musk <laughs> are like racing each other to see who's going to be the first one to get people in space. Oh really? Yeah, they're like uh, spending. Would you trust going Fuck no, Jeff Bezos. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Jeff Bezos has a thing where you can order twenty six hundred dollars worth of fucking popsicles. I'm not I trusting know. him to <laughs> to take me into space. <laughs> if he's gonna no, fuck me over for popsicles, he's certainly gonna fuck me over if I'm going to Mars. Yeah, you're not. You're not taking me anywhere. You're not even taking me to Houston in that. Kind of thing. <laughs> Not, no yeah, Houston, we have a problem. This asshole right. is trying to fucking right. rake me over the coals and take me to, right. to Mars. I'm not going to come back home alive. Do you hear about the Chinese fucking rocket that went up? Yeah, it was just get that. Was oh, next. you are? That was, that, next, that was next? Okay. Yeah, 10 story, 23 ton piece of a Chinese rocket will crash into Earth sometime over the weekend, but no one knows where. So, you know, tons. say your prayers, kids. Yeah, anywhere. Who, who knows? Yeah. Just fall right on your head. Yep. Could fall right on you. Walking out of Chick-fil-A. Walking out of Chick-fil-A. All of a sudden, you order $2,600 worth of SpongeBob popsicles. You're out on the front porch enjoying a popsicle, and then boom, falls on your fucking head. Dead. You thought you thought having a gun in your vagina was, was a difficult situation. Yeah. How about getting hit with a 23-ton piece of a Chinese rocket? Bezos is like, oh, let's go up to, let's go up to space. You know, bringing all these people up there. Chinese, they don't know where the rocket lands after you. After they take you up right. there, parts of it are just falling off. Yeah, yeah. We don't know where it's going. It's just gonna fall we somewhere. Don't. You know, I mean, yeah, we have no idea where it is. I feel, I feel like if you are like you know NASA or the Chinese version of NASA, if you're gonna send a rocket into outer space, you should know where it's going to land yes. when it's coming out of space. When the U.S. does it, like, oh, it's gonna land in the in the ocean here. We have an idea of where it's gonna where it's gonna be. Chinese. Right. Don't seem to give a flying fuck. We don't know. Don't land on Earth. Yeah. Now anywhere on Earth. So it can anywhere is the tip of in Antarctica or anywhere in Belmont, Massachusetts. Could be anywhere. All of a sudden, in the middle of Manhattan, it could just land. Ten stories, twenty-three tons. Hopefully, it's in water somewhere. Hopefully, it's not at my house. That would suck. Can you imagine? Yeah. You don't have a very big yard. <laughs> no. Twenty-three tons. <laughs> Certainly, tons. ten stories. I think would would uh, would violate yeah. the zoning laws here. I think yeah. that would be too oh, yeah. tall. I don't. I don't 23 think that's three tons is heavy. It is heavy, and ten yeah. stories is like I said, too tall for Foxborough. It's not allowed. Oh, it is. It's too tall. For, it's it's overcrowded anyway in Foxborough. You don't want ten stories of anything there. A New York City teacher is in deep trouble. She was caught sucking a topless man's nipple during her Zoom class. 
So she was teaching Spanish in a New York City preparatory high school. And during her Zoom class, just turned toward the end of the class, started sucking on a topless man's nipple, and then turned right back around and continued to conduct class. And then, of course, it was Snapchatted. And Do people not realize when you're on Zoom that other people can see you? Yeah, do people not get, how do people not get this? You're looking at know. other people looking at you. How do you not figure it out? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I guess she was eating. There was another part where she was eating, randomly eating spaghetti. And the guy was behind her. A shirtless man was behind her. And she was just eating spaghetti during the class. She appeared to suck the nipple of an unidentified topless male while gyrating or rocking back and forth says the uh, special commissioner of city schools who investigated. Uh, she's 37, and she just randomly started sucking on this guy's nipple and then went right back to conduct class. She gave no explanation for her alleged conduct, declined an interview, did not return <laughs> messages to the New York Post. Did, it was just, did, did hey, not return I'm messages. Suck this guy's nipple, yeah. and I'm not answering any questions. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, what could your explanation be? Like if you're her and somebody's like, yeah, can you give a comment? I got nothing. (laughs) I mean, I got nothing. (laughs) Sorry. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. What was happening? I'm making him excited or he's making me excited. End of story. I mean, it was a dare. and It was a dare. It was a dare. He said, he said. You won't do it. You won't suck my nipple in this class. He said, he said, do you remember? Do you remember in Meet the Parents when he said, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> and, she, and she was like, hey, let's give it a go. Let's give it a hey, shot. No, no, no milk. No. You, you, can, you can milk anything with nipples. Uh, the teat. The teat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was doing like Spanish anatomy. Maybe she was going like, what's the Spanish word for nipple? Maybe. I, I don't know why. you. Would, what would possess you in front of students? Like high school age, this is a sixth grade through twelfth grade school. So who knows? I mean, and these were high school grade, kids, tenth grade, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, they they're gonna they're gonna snap. Oh, they're all over that immediately. Everywhere. Immediately. That's just it's unbelievable. You know how much she made per year teaching Spanish? A hundred and five thousand dollars a year was her contract. Yeah. Some of those some of those private schools in in New York, you can do pretty well bank for teaching Spanish and sucking on nipples. Maybe you should move to New York City. Maybe there's a, maybe there's an opening. (laughs) (laughs) There is. I mean, you, you've, you've said a few times. Yeah. You've said a few times on here, you know, the Spanish a little bit. You practiced on, you practiced on here a little bit. I say you, uh, I say you put, you put in for that. Give them your resume. I I think I might. I think I can, I can avoid the the nipple. I can, I can, I would, I could be a reference for you. I would go out on a limb and say, look, there's zero chance that he's sucking a man's nipple on a Zoom call. <laughs> zero sure chance. Of. I'm not sure how many Spanish words he knows, but I do know he would not suck on a man's I know nipple. he knows three or four Spanish words, but I can 100% guarantee that he will not suck a man's nipple on a Zoom call. 100% guarantee it. So I, yeah, I believe, you know, whatever, you know, Manhattan preparatory school that he is the, he is the Spanish teacher for you. He is. I mean, if you want to avoid any nipple play, <laughs> then you, you hire me. That's for damn sure. Recently, just yesterday, I think, Connie Katayan passed away. 
Yeah, that's sad. From the White Snake videos, isn't it? Yeah. Who was who was with Chuck Finley, the major league baseball player? Yeah, she was for a long time. And she was with David Coverdale, who was the lead singer of uh White Snake. I think they were married for like only a few years, like right around the right. time of the videos. But she uh helped me through puberty, I would say. <laughs> Back in the day. She uh that White Snake video with the with the Jaguars dancing on the cars, I mean Hello. That's yeah, that was a very popular video back in the day. Uh, she was also on Bachelor Party. She was with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had an acting career. She she was in she yeah. was in some things, some sitcom yeah. guest appearances. Uh, so she passed away at fifty nine. They weren't quite sure how, but uh, so Tony Tony Katan passed away. So that'll do it for the news. We're going to come back with Ryan Spagnoli from Pat's Pulpit. We'll talk about the Patriots draft and recap that with Spags. That'll come up right after this time up. We are joined again this week by our good buddy, Ryan Spagnoli from Pat's Pulpit. Spags, good to have you back on. Thanks, boys. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, hope all is well and happy to be here. So, uh, so Mac Jones, so you had, I'm going to give you credit. So you had on your last mock, I think it was, you had Mac Jones at 15, right? Yeah, so this so is a little surprise I, to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I did like five mocks. You got to get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. That one was, um, so they, they do it every year. SB Nation obviously has an affiliated site with every NFL team, and they kind of pick a writer from each site that kind of does the draft work and, and stuff like that to to partake in a in a in a mock draft, no trades. And I took it with fifteen, and it panned out. Um, I I had heard rumblings that week that that was their guy, that that was really the only quarterback they'd be willing to go up and get. And if they weren't able to get him, that Jimmy G was in the works. So my last mock, I kind of assumed like everyone else, Mac Jones would go three and. And they kind of move back and, and use other avenues to get another quarterback in here. But it all panned out, and, and I think everybody's pretty happy with it. So uh, everybody's talked about, like, the, the pros for what Jones has, you know, the quick release and the accuracy. What's your biggest concern with him at the pro level? Yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe, maybe the arm strength. That's definitely a question mark for him. Obviously, the athletic ability, right? I think there's ways he can get around it. I think what he does well is he knows his weaknesses, so he doesn't really put himself in, in harmful situations. Uh, but I think it's sometimes you're gonna, you know, the the speed of the defense is gonna, you know, pick up much more than he saw at the college level. So being able to escape and roll out and maybe extend plays. But I think with him, man, that he does such a great job of maneuvering the pocket and. And with his pre-snap reads, whether it's, you know, changing the protection, you know, really preparing very well. I mean, you, you hear these stories that are coming out now. This kid's a gamer. And, you you know, everyone gets upset when they hear the, the Tom Brady comparison. When, you know, when people say that, it's not, hey, he's going to win six Super Bowls. It's, you know, he, he plays the game a very similar way. And I, I don't think there's many quarterbacks like that left. You know, everybody likes the guys like Mahomes and Josh Allen that can run around and make, you know, the acrobatic and crazy throw. But. I think if you know your strengths and you're able to, to win kind of pre-snap and maneuver the pocket, and then obviously to go along with his ball placement and arm accuracy, I think he's fine. I really do. I think this kid knows knows how to be successful, if that makes sense. So, I, you know, looking at the rest of the draft, I've had this perception that they don't really that they don't really trade up a lot, but that's not true. Four times last year, I mean, they traded yep. up for Uche, traded up for when, when you and the tight ends. So when they traded out for Barmore, I sort of had this, well, they never really do that, but they kind of do, especially, you know, other than the first round, they do it as they get into the middle rounds. They tend to do that quite a bit. So to get Barmore, and he has some question marks about work ethic and passion to play and all these other things, but it's really a guy who could be a real steal for them. 
For sure. That's a first-round talent. Top yeah. 20, 25 player in the class. I think a lot of people had him pinned in as a first-rounder simply because that defensive tackle class wasn't as deep as we usually saw. You know, you hit Derek Brown last year and guys like that. But, yeah, that's a guy that probably should have heard his name called Thursday and they were able to, to move up. Um, obviously, the price was a little steep, right? They gave up two fourths and, and their second to go up eight spots. But they didn't have the roster space to use all 10 picks. We knew they were going to use those as ammo to kind of move around in whichever way they wanted. Um, and ultimately, they, they got a top 20 player at, at 38. So uh, this is a guy that's, you know, eight sacks, 11 games, somebody that can take on double teams, get to the quarterback, really cause havoc in the middle of that defense. And that's a team the Patriots got ran all over and really got dominated up front towards the end of last year. And that's certainly been, uh, you know, a point of emphasis for them to, to beef up that line and get more playmakers in there through free agency and then through the draft. So what's your overview of the draft as a whole? How do you think they, they stacked up from, you know, from pick one to the seventh round wide receiver and maybe go through player by player how you feel about each guy? I love their first four picks. I love the Mac Jones pick. They were patient. They got their guy. I think that was their number one quarterback on the board for the, for the reasons that I noted earlier. Um, like I said, with Barmore, too, they got a top 20 player at 38, moved up, and were able to get their guy um, and, and you know really strengthen that front seven. And then Ronnie Perkins at 96, that was a top 60 player in the class. A lot of people had him as a late second rounder. Uh, and then a guy who, you know, kind of typical Patriots pick, had some off-the-field issues, was suspended a little bit at Oklahoma for reasons that I, I think he might have failed a, a, a marijuana test. Um, and they were able to get him at 96. I think that was a kind of a pick where they were like, hey, we're going to take the best player available. And I think a lot of teams had him as a top 60 player, but maybe shied away a little bit because of the off-the-field stuff. Uh, and then Ramondre Stevenson, man. I mean, this kid's a 245-pound running back. Unbelievable in pass protection. You turn on his tape, he's taken on defensive ends. Really has a good field for blocking and, and you know, helping the quarterback out. And he's a guy who can pick up kind of like a Garrett Blunt and give, them, give him the ball in those short yarded situations. And he's just going to wear defenses down because he's, he's a tough runner. He's physical. Uh, and he's got some bounce and some, you know, some elusiveness to him for such a big body. His contact balance really good. I like that pick a lot. And then McGrone in the fifth round, I had, I had pegged him there. We, we did, I mocked him there a million times. Uh, that's more of a 2022 pick because he's coming off an ACL. Young kid, 22 years old, but that's a guy who's a physical, big middle linebacker, kind of that Dante Hightower replacement, kind of what I think they hoped for in Jawan Bentley when they got him in the fifth round. Um, but that's another guy who they can slide in. And then obviously the sixth and seventh round picks, I didn't look too, too much in them. Those are kind of you throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping they pan out. Obviously, they got on Wenu last year, so they had some luck in the sixth round. And then the receiver, they took one. This is a kid who will probably have to fight his way onto the roster if he can contribute on special teams. He may make the 53-man, but for him, I'm sure they'll, you know, try to sneak him through waivers and let him develop uh, on the practice squad. You know, I wasn't really surprised they didn't take a wide receiver hire because they spent a lot of money there. Yep. And then, of course, in the Kale Harry situation, that wasn't that was something I think that Bill probably regrets some. It's not typically what he does, and, I, and I'm sure that he wasn't super happy about how that panned out. So I wasn't, I wasn't really surprised, but I was surprised that they didn't really target cornerback because I think after next year, this is a position that gets a little fragile. Yeah. So I just think the board didn't fall their favor. Uh, you saw a lot of them go, what was it? Four corners in the first round, I believe. Yeah. Mm. And then you saw a bunch of them go in round two, Asante Samuel Jr., Kelvin Joseph, you know, the, the list goes on Trevon Morg, who's kind of a safety, but, it just didn't fall in the cornerback market next year. Jire Alexander's available. 
and then Derek Stingley's coming out of LSU. So uh, I think that it just didn't work out. And I still think they're trying to work something out with Gilmore. He's not going to play a snap on that contract. I think he's due $7 million this year. They had moved money this year to upcoming right. to last year to kind of, you know, up his pay. So, yeah, I was a little, con- I was a little not concerned, but surprised, I guess. Um, but then when you kind of look at how the board shaped out, it just didn't go their way. Uh, but they beefed up that front seven, and I think there's an argument to be made that they might have the best and most depth at the front seven uh, in the entire league. Do you think, looking at the 53-man roster for the upcoming season, do you think there will be any surprise cuts? Yeah, there always is one, right? I mean, maybe not so much last year because they did expand the roster. Uh, but when you look at the team on paper, it's, it's tough to get this down to 53. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of a surprise cut, to be honest. Like, do you think Sony would maybe get cut? Like, that, they didn't pick up yeah. his fifth-year option? Is that a surprise, though? That, I'm, I'm thinking more like a high tower. Like right, right. Like, I right. mean, Michelle, yeah, right? That's a guy who I guess could be cut. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option, had trouble staying healthy. But it is tough for running backs, especially with Belichick. You've seen over the years, James White. Michelle was different because he was a first-round pick. Damian Harris, these guys all redshirted. It's it's tough to learn the playbook and, and their assignments. So I could see them trying to run Sony as much as they can and get it the most out of them so they can get a good kind of story pick. But yeah, that could be a surprise cut because they do kind of have a crowded room. James White's back. Damian Harris is going to be the lead back. Is Rex Burkhead going to return? He's been re- uh, working out of the facility still, even though he's a free agent. J.J. Taylor. So it's definitely a crowded room. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but that does qualify as a surprise cut, I'd say. Looking around the league, who who would be a surprise from this draft class? Who do you think is a guy that you kind of target? Is like, this this guy could be a really good pick for someone around the league. Yeah, I forget where he went, but I love Javon Holland out of Oregon. I believe he went on day two to I'll look it up now. But he was a guy, he played all over the place for Oregon. Safety, nickel, dime, slot, outside corner. He had like 18 picks in 22 career games. Uh, oh, he went wow. to the Dolphins. That's right. They beefed up that all defense right. back. I think he went around the 40s, 21 years old. This was a kid that I loved. I thought he could sneak into the first round. I really like him. Jalen Phillips, another edge guy. Has some health concerns, but former number one recruit, five star out of uh, out of California, did time at UCLA, then had like 18 sacks this year for Miami, uh, and he's another Dolphins pick. I think speaking of it, they they absolutely slam dunked this draft. They had a really good draft. I think the Jets did really well, and the Patriots too. So so much for the the AFC East is crap because it's it's uh, they're loading up these teams. Do you think Ernie Adams' departure or you know lessening role? What kind of uh, effect will that have on the Pats? You know, I, I don't know because I don't think anybody really knows truly what he does, right? But all they say is when Ernie's on the headset, shut the fuck up. No one's saying anything when he's talking to Bill. So maybe from a game day operation and like a situational standpoint, they may miss him. But I think Bill's fine on his own. That's a guy who's had, he's meant so much to this organization, whether it's from, you know, preparation on an opponent and, you know, he wrote the books of scouting and the, the whole player grades they use. So a lot of those picks and plays and players that they came up with over the last 20 years, Ernie Adams is a big part of that. So, uh, I mean, you look at him like, that's a guy, go, go enjoy yourself, go have a beer, go on vacation. <laughs> right. I mean, he's given so much to the game of football. So I think we're all appreciative of what he's done. You know, there's speculation about who exactly made this pick of Mac Jones and whether or not Bob Kraft had a say in it. I, I think it's kind of hogwash. I think that Bill has the final say and he's has for many, many years, maybe not the Brady Garoppolo situation, but. 99% of the time, I think it's Bill who targets guys and picks them. Do you think that 
Do you think there's any thought that maybe Kraft was getting a little nervous about the quarterback position and maybe had some say in it? You read the book, you've heard what he said. Uh, once Parcells left, he had n- he had no business with player personnel decisions. I think he still sticks by that. I think he's kind of an old school guy. I'm sure there was some talks. I, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out they needed a plan there. And I think, like I said earlier, I think Mac Jones checks the boxes of everything they look for in a quarterback. Obviously, the the intel from Saban too. I'm sure he had a big part in that. Like, hey, you got to get your hands on this kid. He's a hard worker. He prepares well. I don't want to say that he had a say in it. I think they were willing to. If he wasn't there, I don't think they were picking quarterback. Like, I think that was their guy. And if they got him, great. We're all happy. If not, we'll push this and kick the can down the road. And maybe Jimmy G becomes more available. And because obviously, I think if Mac Jones goes to the Niners, he's their starting quarterback. I think he's the most pro-ready quarterback aside from Trevor Lawrence in the class. Now they have Trey Lance there. It makes a little bit more sense to keep Jimmy. So I think, yeah, I think that was their guy from a scouting department, from Bill, from Josh. They really sat down. And really iron this thing out to, to kind of get it down to, you know, probably one or two guys and they got their guys. So we can all be happy. But no, I don't think, to your point, Robert was like, you know, pressuring Bill to make that pick. I think everybody knew they needed a plan. They probably spent a lot of time evaluating this class because it was a really deep class with a lot of talent. Came away with Mac Jones. I don't think it was kind of the last girl at the bar type of thing at 2 a.m. with a quarterback. I think that was their guy and, they, and it worked out that way. What does this do for the 49ers now? I mean, I know there's speculation about Aaron Rodgers, but. Jimmy Garoppolo is making $25 million next year and really, really puts them, I guess, in a bind as to what they'll have to, you know, restructure that contract or get Jimmy to try to cave in a little bit. Or how, how, does, how would that work for them? Yeah, it's interesting. See, I don't know too, too much about his contract. I know they can cut him next year and, and, and save no money. Like, they want maybe $3 million on their cap. There's no dead money in that contract. And so for him, from a player standpoint, why would I help you restructure my contract? You're kicking me out the door. So for him, it's, hey, I got to have a good year this year. I'm going to be the best teammate, best mentor I can, and also, you know, put my football team in the best situation to succeed. He moves on. He can go get a big contract. We saw guys get paid at 30, 31. But if he can stay healthy and really, you know, play like he did two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl, there'll be a team waiting to take him as a, as a you know, a bridge quarterback for the next three to four years. I mean, Andy Dalton got $10 million this year. Teddy Bridgewater got $33 million guaranteed last year. So, uh, it's not the worst case scenario for Jimmy. I think if he were to come back here, I think, you know, he'd be open to a restructure because it's a team that wants him and wants him for the future and, you know, make it work for both ways. But from a 49er standpoint, he ain't restructured that contract. He'd right, be stupid right. too. Who, who do you think's the biggest bust in the draft? This year. Yeah. Who's going to, who's going to be the biggest bust in this draft? See, I liked him a lot, but I would say Caleb Farley. Uh, he went okay. first round 22nd to the Titans. It's, he's only played like, 12 career games at corner and I mean, he looks awesome on tape. This is a guy who was the number one corner coming into the, coming into the year, opted out, had some back problems, needed to get a surgery, even though he's been dealing it for two years. So that's a big risk there. He's a really good player. And I think with more development, he could be a real stud, uh, but that's one of those you're either going to absolutely slam dunk it or it's going to be a bust. So from a first round perspective, him, I didn't like the bills pick of Gregory Rousseau didn't test well. Uh, what's his name? Brandon Bean just won executive year so he knows what he's doing he knows yeah, he <laughs> those two picks for me are, are busty i guess you could say and maybe justin fields too i don't think that's a great fit for him in chicago yeah I, that may be true i i really think i know i just have this terrible feeling about zach wilson i really do i have yeah this I, feeling. see like i feel yeah. bad and quarterbacks get labeled the bust right like trubisky and all those i i just think it's the situation they're brought into zach wilson's got a ton of talent you know yeah. if he doesn't pan out i don't think it's his fault the jets they're just resetting the clock on 
and hoping they can hit on another Sam Darnold, if you could say. Zach Wilson's a pretty similar player for him. Like, I think if if he went to the 49ers, that kid's a future pro bowler, all pro. Now that he's with the right. Jets, it ain't the best yeah. situation for him. So, All right, time for five questions with two assholes. Again, with Spags. Yeah, I, I know this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Who is your favorite musician or musical group right now? Ooh, uh, I like all all types of music. Uh, big rap guy, big country guy, okay. tropical house. I guess kind of like EDM. Not not the you know stuff that makes you get a concussion. But uh, <laughs> I have right. to say, like I have to say, Kygo. He's he's like pretty chill. He's he's got a couple songs uh, that are that are, that are hits. I like Kygo. I like Luke Combs, and I like uh, I like like Drake, Little Baby for for all genres. So we'll mm-hmm. go there. Okay, question number two. If you had to pick one of the players from this draft to appear in a Pro Bowl, who would it be? The Pats draft I'm talking about. Mac Jones. Easy. Slam dunk. Awesome. I hope that's true. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, all right, number three. What's your favorite non-sports-related thing to do? Yeah, man, that's, that's tough. That's my whole life. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big video games guy, but I will play. Like, I'll play you know, a couple hours a week, but uh, I'd say play video games. I do that too. So. Cool. Yeah, I do that too. Whatever. I'm yeah. 48. I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Question number four. What is your prediction for the Pats this season? Uh, I think I think they're a, you know, with Cam Newton as their quarterback. I talked about this earlier. I think uh, with 16 games or 17 games, if he's your starter, you're probably you know t- uh, two or three games better. So I'd say 10 wins. Now is that playoffs or no? They miss. Maybe a fringe. Maybe a fringe. Six, seven, C. All right. And number five. Who do you think the Pats quarterback will be to start the season? Cam Newton. There's no, the the year's 2056, and Belichick's still saying in his grave, Cam Newton's our quarterback. Yeah, uh, I think until good. Mac Jones is ready, they're going to be patient. It's a five-year investment. I think with him, take your time with Mac. Don't rush him into anything, and I, I think they'll take that approach. And uh, You assume Cam gets better with the pieces around him. What is it about Cam? Is it just like a it kind of known known commodity and we can coach this guy. He's a veteran. And, and what is it about Cam that sort of bill is sort of really, you know, he has, seems to have a lot of, I don't know, a lot of confidence in him or, or seems to view him in a different light than other people. Yeah. I just think that team, when you kind of look what Brady was that alpha male in the locker room, someone that's a mm-hmm. big time leader and guys that people can kind of go over to and really look up to in a locker room. I think he brings that. I think he's a great leader, great professional, somebody you want to, you know, not necessarily how to play, but somebody you look at and be like, I, you know, I want to carry myself in that way. I think Cam does that. It's a good transitional quarterback. Say what you want about him on the field. I'm not the biggest fan. You guys know that of his play, but I'll never say anything bad about his character, the type of man he is, the professional. So I think when you're transitioning from, you know, now they have the next franchise guy, I think Cam Newton's one of the best guys that are around to do that because he'll, he'll welcome that role. And, and, you know, I guess he kind of gets it at this point in his career. Do you think Mac gets any starts this season? Like towards the I end of the year? I, I think the Mahomes route will be perfect. Whether they're out, whether they're in, if it's a meaningless game, they'll get his feet wet for 2022. If Cam is terrible and Mac is as ready as how he prepares, he could be ready week one. I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones starts a few games. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in street clothes the whole year. And just, you know, kind of the Jordan Love thing where he's just a sponge and just learn and, and whatever. So I have no idea, to be honest. Well, thanks, Ryan Spagnoli. It's been fun, as always is, to have you on. We really appreciate Spags, and you're a great follow. And you know what I love most about the follow for you is I love those video clips you show 
yeah. of certain aspects of a guy because it really shows you like what to look for. I mean, we see the sort of watch football in sort of a vague eye view. It's tough know, from the broadcast view. You're right. Yeah, in a broadcast view. And now, you know, we see those little clips of this is what I mean by this guy can see this or this guy can throw this. Or, and I really love those clips. I really do. Thank you. I appreciate that. And anytime, uh, anytime, let me know. I'm always happy to jump on. So appreciate it. Special thanks again to Ryan Spagnoli from Pat's Pulpit. Uh, He is back on the program again. Third time. First three-time returner to the program. Third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. Spags is a friend of the program. Always willing to come on. He does tremendous work. That whole group at Pat's Pulpit does. But he does awesome work. And he's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, He grinds it out. And puts out some really great content. He does. So we're happy to have Spags on with us to talk Patriots. Uh, and it is Mother's Day. Actually, today, as we as we drop the episode, today is Mother's Day. And we had a Father's Day extravaganza back in the day. It was like the second or third episode, I think. Yeah, I think so. Third episode, yep. And uh, we're approaching our one-year anniversary here. And uh, we just want to wish everybody out there, all the great mothers. Out there. Yeah, we have a we have a we have a fairly fairly large uh, female audience. So yes, quite a few moms who who listen. Yeah, so we wanted uh, we want to give them a shout out. Absolutely, absolutely. I know that you know. <laughs> one quick, I guess uh, my mother has these sayings that she always says, and one of my favorite sayings by my mother is when I was young. She asked me to do something, and I was doing it very slowly and without much motivation, she would say to me, you are like molasses going up a tree. <laughs> and I used to love, I used to love that because, you know, molasses is slow, but when it's going upwards, yeah. it's slower. It's slower. Yeah, you know? it is. So she would, she would say all these sayings and we, we actually, we, we actually put together some of these like slabs with all her sayings on it for, uh, I think it was either for her birthday or maybe it was a mother's day last year. And we put all these sayings on like these, there were like 10 different sayings that she had. I'll give you my favorite Ma Berry saying, and that is, I can't hear you and it's wonderful. <laughs> that is a beautiful That is my favorite. That, that is my favorite one. That is my favorite one. When she was in the other side of the house and you would say, hey, Ma, can you get me a drink or something? And she would say, I can't hear you and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was priceless. So it's it's Mother's Day, and we hope everybody has or had a great Mother's Day out there. I probably should give a memory too, right? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think we've talked about it before, but the the one that I really remember is when I was gonna fall out of the car, and my mother used like <laughs> right, the, that's what I was thinking. Of. My mother used the the one arm, you know, the one arm seatbelt, but couldn't quite catch me there. You know, the the right. mom seatbelt, where like back in the day when kids didn't wear seatbelts. They just put the arm out to try to hold put you in place. Yeah. She couldn't catch me though that time because I was leaning against no. the door, so I was a little too far away. Uh, but <laughs> right out, ass over tea kettle, uh, you know, yeah, right onto uh, sure. right onto School Street. So you that were was clothed a, though. You weren't naked that time. I was not naked. I was not no. naked. I have never run naked on School Street in my life. No, not on School Street. Oh, no. It's a bucket list item. Yeah. yeah so that was uh, that was fun. But there was another time where we we spray painted the neighborhood like a bunch of. Idiots. I don't know how old we were, but um, we were smart enough to spray paint our initials on the sidewalk in front of my friend's house. So that kind of gave us away. But I had spray painted like my neighbor's fence and another neighbor's truck and like all over the sidewalk. Like we, we spray painted all over the place. I'm asleep and my mother like shakes me awake and she's like, do you have anything else to tell me? And I was like, no. 
And she's like, <laughs> she, she said that uh, our neighbor to the other side was an old Italian couple, the Giardinas, and their backyard was like immaculate, you know, with like the Italian statues and like the lights uh, and the water features yeah. and everything. So I had spray painted his fence and nobody had noticed because oh. it was kind of behind my house where it was like a part where you couldn't really uh. notice. And so he had come over and said something to my mother. So she came and woke me up. I had to walk over to him like in the middle of, I don't know what time it was, probably went to bed early. So it was probably like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. But she made me walk over to him and apologize, like in my pajamas or whatever, my, oh, you know, my underoos, you know, go over and apologize to Mr. Jardina. So, oh, God. yeah. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Love you. <laughs> right. Oh, God, that's priceless. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that when you when you get reprimanded out of nowhere, like forget or you don't think they know, and all of a sudden, yeah. like you you even forget what you did, and all of a sudden you get like, do you want to tell me what happened? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I don't know what the hell you're I don't know what you're talking about, and like and parents think say, that's a like, yeah. Oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> right. Parents think yeah. it's a cop out, but you're like, no, I I honestly don't. I've done parents so many bad things. I don't I don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, we'll discuss. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know which bad oh, thing wow. you're talking about in this moment. <laughs> right. Well, you never want to say what it is because it could be something else. Right. Never do that. Right. No. No. Deny. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I painted the wall. You painted the wall. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that was sorry. me. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. Well, happy Mother's Day, Mom, and uh, to everybody else out there. And we will be back again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye. I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday, and I've made up my mind. I am wasting no more time. Here I go. Searching for an answer. I never seen a fire.